forgotten tale, a tale of heroes who rose from humble beginnings and fought a great evil, a tale of friendship and love, of loss and betrayal. But this tale is lost. This tale is not our tale. So perhaps it is a current tale, a tale of a great queen who united warring lands, a tale of the land of dragons, a tale of a would-be hero going down a path of good intention, but ill results, a tale of conspiracy and subterfuge. But alas, that is not our tale either, no. Our tale starts as an echo, a tale perhaps doomed to repeat past mistakes, a possibility that could have never been triggered. Our tale starts with a burdened noble in a field, a grieving man in rough waters, and a loving father traveling a long road. None heroes, none with plans to be so, but plans often fall in the presence of destiny. Mars, what does your character look like? Um, Rokane is a high elf, uh, though probably on the paler side. Um, short, shaggy brown hair, um, wears pretty much optimal clothing. He doesn't try to look extravagant unless required. Um, just t-shirt pants, perfectly fine. Uh, the only thing that stands out would be either his, um, I forgot the name of the color, uh, mustard yellow scarf and a little feather that he has tucked behind his ear. Oh, and he wears glasses. Locaine. Yes. Today's a day you've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, it's a day where Kasai is going to take you off property, a little bit outside of the city. And there will be training, yes. But it's also just kind of an opportunity to get away, you know, from your parents, um... From, from your responsibilities, just just for a little bit. Obviously not for long, but you'll uh, be training uh, and you'll be doing some survival practice, too. Um, really, this is Kursai's uh, excuse to take you on a camping trip. <laughs> mm. I mean, yay, but also... Uh... You have to be able to survive... Somewhere that isn't the city. Young master. Of course. I, I, I know. Now. We're going to set up a fire. What's the first step of setting up a fire? Surely you've read a book about this. Um... I mean, it kind of depends on which starting point you mean. Assume we're starting from nothing because we are. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, well, technically, depending on where you are, you'd want to put rocks in a circle to make sure that the fire doesn't spread if it's somewhere grassy, I guess. We are indeed somewhere grassy. So we should probably do that then. And then grab some kindling and sticks and then some 
rot wood. You can. Okay. You don't have to always question if I'm going to disapprove of your answers. I think we've known each other long enough by now to know that. Even if your answer was wrong, I would not judge you for it. In this case, it was not wrong. I will assure you of that. I could see you were quite nervous that I was leading into disappointing you. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I knew. I know. Uh, I will set up the box. And I'll go collect wood. Indeed. Be alert. I have not taken us anywhere known for its wildlife. But still. It's best to always be prepared, yes? Yeah, I, I mean, I won't get lost, probably. As you, like, kind of slight smirk of just like a... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, so, yes, I assume you, you head off. Yeah, uh, he'll probably head off towards whatever direction has woods. <laughs> now, I'm going to say this. Um, Rokane's a city boy. Absolutely. You absolutely. very quickly get lost. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. You very quickly have no idea what you're doing, and you're picking up wood, and you're like, this is too wet. No, I need it to be dry. Do I need it to be? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously I need it to be dry because then it won't be almost cook. It won't burn. But like you're, you're questioning yourself a little because again, you know. <laughs> is it a good size? I don't know because maybe it won't burn as long as we need it to. Maybe it's too big. What if I can't carry it all back? Yeah, you just have this um full of like you have some twigs <laughs> You have, like, a few really long but thin branches. <laughs> That's for roasting the marshmallows. Obviously. <laughs> and then you have, like, two just thick-ass logs that, like, fell from trees or something. <laughs> uh, could you, Rokane, roll me a perception check? I can do my best. It'll be a 16. You hear it before you see it. We're going to move in the opposite direction of that noise. <laughs> Quite quickly. You move in the opposite direction, but then you hear in the direction you're heading towards. Every direction yeah. you're turning. Oh, no. I think at that point he's probably spinning in each direction that it comes from, trying to figure out where it's coming from so he can run in the other direction. Coming. From the north, from the east, from the south, from the west, are four creatures. Oh, shit. Unlike anything you've ever seen. They're... They look like something that maybe was once human. But now they are viscously black and somehow oozing but in a sharp way 
the angles are too sharp to be human. The way they move is unnatural. It's like a glitching uh, camera. Like every step is something missing. And they head towards you. And their eye, it will be two eyes. And then it'll merge into one. And then it'll go two again. Like it can't decide what state it should remain in. And they're heading towards you. Um... I think at the best bet, it's probably going to be he's going to take one of the directions that one is coming in. I think he's going to hurl one of the logs at it as hard as he can and hope that that stra- uh, distracts it long enough to where he can run past it, whether that be in a curve or anything. That way he can get past all of them and just kind of keep going. Whether that tires him out and he gets deeper into the woods or not, we'll find out. Full to attack improvised attack, so I'm assuming there ain't no additives. That's a 14. That's not bad. But it's not good enough. No. You throw this. It doesn't hit them, but it does make them go and look to the side and um, distract them long enough for you to just shoot forward. Yeah. Um, you don't know where you are, Vocane. Are you just running straight? He's just running as fast as he can, hoping that it's the right direction at this point. Roll me a flat d20 for luck. Or, if you want to stay a little slower, you can roll survival. I honestly don't think he's going for survival. It's just going to be a flat luck. The 15. Hmm. Uh... You're running. You don't know if it's your clearing, but you see an outs to the wood. He's you don't know if Kasai's there. No, but he's booking it through that because it's possible. Are you shouting for your mentor? Um, Probably at that point. Because yeah. they're it's on your towards, tails. Yeah. So there's not like, oh, if I shout, they're, they're going to find me. They're, they're on you. Yeah. No, he, yeah, he's definitely, if it's an emergency, it will, absolutely it's an emergency. But he's probably yelling, has lost, in, or has since lost all of his kindling and firewood and everything. I hope he's not still, <laughs> still hanging on the, I'm running for my life, but I have to t- keep this one log. <laughs> this one log could come in super, super duper handy later on. We don't know. No, he, he has probably since lost all of that. Uh, you emerge. The field is empty as of now. And these things are coming in closer. Is there no... Like, I don't see where we even started to make the fire or anything like that at all. You can make a perception. I'm going to say it's at disadvantage because you're a little panicked. That's fair. Well, that's an eight. Probably ain't going to get better than that. It's an eight. Uh, so in total, a nine. You have no... You're looking left. You're looking right. You're looking all around and you just... Everything is like in that panic attack state where it's too hazy, where even if Kasai was maybe a mile away from you and heading towards you, you wouldn't be able to tell. It's just everything is... You can hear your heartbeat in your ear. Everything is fuzzy around you. Nothing makes sense. And these weird abominations are all that you can even perceive. 
I think at this point he's going to have to take his his chances cuz there's no way he's outrunning them. Oh no, they've they've been yeah. uh, hot on your tail. So I think through teary eyes he turns around, draws his sword and probably well, you know, in a fucking haze. He's probably just cursing Kursai like damn it, this is your fault. <laughs> Shouldn't have been out here. <laughs> so you're just gonna swipe at one of the. He probably yeah at his best we'll, chances of one of them. We'll do attack with your short sword. Just racing, racing through his mind of like, damn you! If this is your idea, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> this is just a really extreme uh, training exercise. Uh, it's gonna be a fifteen to hit. That hits Ooh. for three damage. Slashing, if that means anything. I rolled a two on damage. Okay. Um, I need you to make me a Constitution saving throw. Yeah, that's not gonna pass. I rolled a two. For a total of a two. So you watch. As this. Creature you just slashed at. Right? Mm -hmm. Looks at you. And its eyes start going back and forth. One, then two, then four, then one, then two. And you can feel something seeping into your soul, a sort of hurt you've never felt before. And you feel it seizing over you and like you can't, you, you, you can't even think straight. It's, it's so overbearing. And then you get pushed to the side and you see Kasai standing in front of these things sword drawn and the gaze lands on him and you see something in him just drain a bit and he looks a little worse for wear and he looks at you and he goes run uh yeah he just fucking runs you run yeah there's there's yeah he's freaked the hell out um yeah i'm sorry he ain't no hero (laughs) that's fair Kasai does his best. He holds them off. You get a good bit away. And then you hear them start to chase you again. Damn it. I think that makes him run a little bit faster, even though he's probably already exhausted. Could you give me an athletics check? (laughs) Oh, jeez. I've rolled a four for a total of a four. You're exhausted. Oh, absolutely. You're pushing yourself to your absolute limit. Uh, You know, you've had stamina training, but I think Vokay never took that particularly seriously. Nor is he breathing properly for stamina, like for running. Like those have always been very controlled circumstances. 
when you do the training. This is completely out of control. Do you look back? I actually think he's too scared to at this point. I think he is just pushing himself to run as fast as he can. Does a 14 hit you? Yes, it does. You take five slashing damage. Jesus Christ. As one of these jumps atop of you. And it just starts brutally scratching at you. Another comes to your side, and you see the eyes again begin to do that same thing. Go ahead and make me a con save. I rolled a seven. That's a seven. You feel once again just terrified, I'm sure. Oh, already, yeah. (laughs) And you feel once again this something seeping into you that you've never felt before. Which you're a privileged kid. You you've there's a lot of pains out there you haven't felt before. But this this is unnatural. You just feel it in your soul as as it gazes at you and it comes towards you and you try to look away and instead it takes a hand and it forces you to look at it. This weird, viscous, slimy, but somehow not wet hand. And it forces you to look at it. And then it goes and it takes your eye. Lovely. It digs in and you s- scream, I imagine. Oh, he, on top of his lungs as hard as he can. You see it dig its claws in, and root it out. (laughs) And it begins to eat. And, Volcane, you pass out from the pain. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Just gone. (laughs) Yeah. But as you're passing out, you hear a voice saying something you don't quite understand because you're delirious. My, My ears don't work right now. What do you mean? No. You're in and out, in and out. What are you thinking as your life hangs in the balance? I think the first thing is, damn, this camping trip. (laughs) (laughs) Then probably two loved ones of his sister and then of his best friend. And falling onto his parents at the end of just like a, I fucking failed them. Though I don't think he fully blames himself for that. I think he's blaming more of his uh his his mentor Kursai for this at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, he is definitely an entitled little bitch. That's fair. Uh, you're. You're going in and out, and I you don't realize it, but you're sort of, you're mumbling, like, 
this camping trip and 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 saying your sister and your best friend's name now and then and you you hear a voice come on you're not supposed to die on me not this early come on <laughs> and and you hear someone go oh tiny bloke so fucking heavy um <laughs> uh and you're being dragged somewhere um and then you're placed somewhere. Come on, come on, you got to work. You have to work. You have to bloody work. And you feel an energy filling you. Yes. And you feel stronger. You feel lighter. You know in this moment you're going to live, but your body has been through so much trauma that you do pass out. And when you awake, Vocane, it is in a room you have never seen. I'm only half seeing this room. Oh, yeah. And there's a <laughs> shit ton of pain. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And you are alone. Is he laying down? Oh, you're absolutely yeah. laying down. I say, prop him up on the side of the wall or something. Your eye know. is patched. Like there's bandages on it. Someone has clearly taken care of you. Yeah, I think at this point it's first like, oh, groggy. Where, where am I? Then pain. Then most likely the fear of, oh my god. Then he probably goes to move towards to feel where his eye is was, and is probably in a full-blown panic attack by that point. Do you just stay on the bed? I think he's going to have to get through the panic attack first before like getting up and moving around. So it might take him a while to calm down. When you eventually do, I'm assuming you perhaps try the door. Um, yeah, once he, he can get up and walk, yeah. yeah, if he can. It is locked. But you do see a little note going, I'll explain everything when I'm back. More people need my help. Get your rest. You're going to need it, Rokane. Artemis, what does your character look like? Uh, so Zealous is a tiefling, but he has a Triton blood way back in him. In his case, some of the Triton features have popped out a little bit more. His ears are kind of fanned, more like the fins of a Triton. He's got dark, 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 inky blue um, skin, black hair that's messy, tends to fall in his eyes. Not really long, but not really short either. He doesn't mess with it much. His horns are set forward on his head, and they're short, lumpy. Honestly, they kind of look a little bit like coral, just twisted and not well-formed looking, like you would expect out of a normal tiefling. Um, he has a, sh a shortish, short-ish tail, it's about just past his knees in length, and at the end is a, a fan out, which really helps him a lot with swimming, because that's what he likes to do. A little bit of webbing between his toes and uh, fingers. And right now he's currently wearing his dive pants, which are just an old pair of brown pants that he rolls up to the knees and no shirt or anything. But he does have the ability to glow a little bit, a bunch of light blue freckles basically all over his body from bioluminescence. Zealous. Mm -hmm. You have stumbled the wrong word. Stumbled word 
imply that there was no skill involved. And you have skill. But there was a little bit of luck. You have found a a very large, very lucrative uh, sunken vessel. Um, and what's better is that you seem to be the only one currently who knows about it. Okay. Um... But you know, in the past, this is the kind of thing you've got to, you've got to strike. You can't wait because then other people are going to find out about it and then it's going to get picked over. Mm -hmm. You got to get that good stuff first. Mm -hmm. So usually I feel like Zealous might be smart enough not to go out when a storm's a brewing. That's really funny because I did write a little thing where he went out where there was a storm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, on a viscue dot, maybe, you know, that's why I said might in a skeptical way. Um, Depends on how he's feeling on the day. <laughs> but today you've decided it's worth it. Yes. Oh, definitely for something like that. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Give me, because you're being careful, because mm-hmm. you don't want to damage the goods. No. But, like, also you have to kind of be quick, because I'm sure you wouldn't love to. It's said to be a pretty bad storm, so, like, you don't want to get caught in it, but you want to get as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, give me, like, a just a flat D20 to see how you're doing. Well, let's find out. Not well. That's a seven. (laughs) It's just the waters are really rough. And so what happens is, like, your breath control, like, it's on point. Mm -hmm. But when you're getting rocked around and you're you're having a hard time kind of seeing underneath because of the the debris and the storm happening, Mm -hmm. you're, you're getting some good stuff, but you're not getting, like... As much as I'd like. As much as you'd like. Mm-hmm. You feel like there's going to be like a crown jewel here somewhere and, and you're not finding it. Because mm-hmm. um, this was clearly like, this was like a passenger ship or something. Ooh. This was something that was carrying some some rich folks. If That would be your guess. Mm-hmm. You're, you're experienced in this sort of thing. You can kind of look at a vessel and be like, that looks like a rich bitch vessel. Yeah. Um, but as you come back to the surface with not as much as you'd like, mm-hmm. um, you realize you are not alone. Okay. You see a familiar face. You see Vitalin. Please tell me I'm saying her name right this time. Vitalin. Vitalin. Vitalin, Vitalin, Vitalin. I I was mispronouncing it last time, too. (laughs) You see Vitalin. Where is she? She's a little um, away from you. She's she's looking around nervously, and then when she sees you, she's like like, on the shore. She's on on the shore. Okay. Uh, Yes. Um, Which is a little surprising, because usually the underwater Trenton community, when a storm's coming, they kind of bunker down down there. Yeah. Um, 
that she's just out on the shore. What, what is she doing? Kind of looking around. Okay. I think Zealous would probably dive back under the water and just start swimming towards shore. All right. Probably not with the intent of calling it quits just yet. Just No, drop off what I've got and possibly see what the heck she needs. Hopefully nothing. <laughs> but it's usually something. Uh, you emerge and she kind of frowns and she's like, how, how did I know you'd still be working even with a storm of this level? I'm predictable. Why are you out here, Vida? To make sure that you weren't doing what you're doing. Okay, well, I am. There's a reason everyone in the village, including mine, is hunkering down. This is going to be a very big storm. He kind of looks around up at the sky for a moment, just kind of checking on the weather himself now that he's out of the water. It's not quite here yet, but you can just tell. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not overreacting. This is going to be big. Big. Yeah, but I found a really good ship. A good ship isn't worth your life, Zealous. I mean, depending on what I get back, it could be worth more than my life. Zealous! What? I'm not made of gold. Stuff down there is. And you can get that when the storm's over. Not necessarily. The storms push the ships out, make it harder to get to, not to mention tearing out anything that might be valuable in there. Zealous, you should head home. You should lock up for the night. Uh, He probably opens up his bag to see, kind of better look at what he's got and everything, just to kind of better evaluate what he has. You have... It's not the hull you were hoping for. The hull you were hoping for, given that vessel, mm-hmm. was like, I could live for months off this hull, hull quite comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, the hull you have, mm-hmm. you can get some fancier dinners. You can, you can take it easy for a few weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not going to last you a long time if... Like, if you save it and you be responsible with it, it could definitely be a nice little nest egg. Mm -hmm. Zealous isn't going to do that. (laughs) Bobby, what what do you save for? There's nothing to do in the town. So, like... (laughs) I think he's kind of sorting through everything. He'll kind of glance back up at Vida and be like, you should head home. Are you going to head home? Eventually. Zealous... I mean, it's not here yet. I've got some time. One more dive. Promise me. Just one more. <sighs> All right, fine. I promise. Okay, don't make me have to come back up here. No, don't come back up here. She looks at you. Mm-hmm. And she kind of sighs. As awkward as it can be with you two sometimes. Mm-hmm. And as... I don't want to say the word irritating because she is your friend, but it's kind of irritating. It's irritating. She is your friend. Yeah. And she does worry for you. And you two are kind of all there is left. 
of of the core four. Yeah. So you you see the true genuine worry. This isn't her trying to like be romantic. Like this is just her worrying for someone that she loves deeply. Mm-hmm. Um. She she gives you a hug and she goes, "I mean it." I know. I'll be fine. Give her kind of a light, awkward hug back. But, like, isn't really meeting her eyes either. Could you make me a... Are you going to do one more dive? Yes. Definitely. Are you going to do more than one more dive? Depends on what he gets out of that one dive. Okay, so you're not 100% planning on keeping your promise. Could you give me a deception check? Maybe. I can't use my other hand now that patience is laying on it. (laughs) Uh, that's a 15 she buys it hey she she kind of looks at you for a minute sighs and heads back down she will be safe from the coming storm cool I feel like he goes and stores what he currently has and He's probably, he's got a he's got um a, a hut that's you know further back and everything and boxes and stuff in there that he can store things in. So I think he you know put what he currently has so that way he doesn't accidentally fall out or something and in there before going back to dive again after probably checking to make sure Vitalin is gone. Yes. So you go back out. Yep. Give me another flat twenty. Oh, Zealous is going to be worth your life. That's another 14. Not bad. Okay. Better stuff could could tide you. It's it's not that crown jewel though. You know there's something good. Like you you've learned in this business, you got to trust your gut. Mhm. And you just know there's something in here that that like your parents could like retire on type good shit, you know? Mhm. I don't know if that would be his main goal, but, like, that's the kind of money we're talking. Mm-hmm. I mean, something like this, you don't find every day. I mean, ships crash out here, but you still don't find something like this every day. You know, like, p- fancy passenger ship, they don't come by here. The fact that they came by here is weird, honestly. Like, you get, you get, you know, pirates who have some cool shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. You get um, supply ships. Uh, ships mm-hmm. that you know have useful things to sell, mm-hmm. but you don't get like luxury boats going through. Yeah, oh yeah, but like Sailor's Folly is not really like a cool tourist destination point. <sighs> yeah, you ooh, don't look at all our rocks. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear ooh Sailor's Folly. That's where I- any any ships like that are going to Lathe, and there are better ways to get to Lathe than through Sailor's Folly. Yeah, considering you could just sail around the fucking islands and not go between them to yeah, the Sailor's so Folly. Mu- like, you don't know. There must have been a reason for it, but, you know, they're lost. Yeah. <laughs> you again. <laughs> You're totally, totally being respectful for the dead, though. Yes. Of course. Okay, when he gets back up, how's the weather looking? It is starting to, to brew. It is it is actively raining. It's not full on storm yet, but it is it's starting. Mm-hmm. You have a good haul. Mm-hmm. This is a nice, decent haul. It is a respectable haul. Mm-hmm. 
it's you said it's brewing, but not hit it yet. About how much time? You experienced. I feel like you'd you'd know. Yeah, roughly, anyways. Obviously, it's hard to be like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, of course. because like it could come in two seconds. It could come in an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you just know when it does hit, it's gonna be brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh. You think maybe you could get one more dive in? He's going to take it. Okay. Um. Okay. He's going to take it. Do you head back to the hut to put your stuff in, or do you just leave it there because you're like, I got, I gotta go on time. I gotta go right back. How- if it's not too much stuff, even though it's a good haul, he'd take it with him again. If it's okay. kind of more going to be impeding him, he'd leave it there on the beach. I feel like a lot of it is is like you just found like jewels mm-hmm. and stuff, like jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, way fancier than any of the shit they sell here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we a little town. Yes, you're a very little town. Um, like... So, I don't think it would impede you too much. There's maybe, like, one or two pieces that are a little too heavy that are, like, for some reason. You know when rich people bring weird things? <laughs> uh, you know, they're just like, oh, I simply cannot go on this cruise without my stat golden statue of a cat. Yeah. You have, like, one of those. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll leave that stuff on the DH. Like, out of the timeline, but yeah. Okay. And then dive with the rest of the rest of the stuff. Go ahead. Oh, come on, dice. That's a five. Not only do you not get anything, you lose some no! of the the jewelry. Damn it. And you feel that the storm has hit. Cause it is it is rough waters now. It is like you are fighting. The water. Mm-hmm. Like, you're always fighting the water, but... <laughs> no possible way of regaining any of the jewelry. I mean, you could make the dye for it, but it would be risky to you. Mm. Am I able to kind of mark where it's gone? I'll say you're experienced enough at this. Yeah, you can sort of mark and be like, okay, this is where it where it landed. Um... It could get swept up, but at least I have like a starting place. Yeah. Then yeah, he'll he'll kind of mark, but head back for the shore. Okay. Unhappily. <laughs> yeah, you come up. It is it is roaring. It is pouring. There is thunder and lightning, mm-hmm. and you can even see that there's some less stable buildings, like you know, well, buildings. I was like, about to say, I don't. The fish stand. You know. I don't think he fishes nearby. The well, village. no, but oh, that's fair. That's fair. His 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 thing is kind of remote, a little bit yeah. more. Well, then, if you were there, you'd see like you know some <laughs> some fish stands and stuff. This yeah. is the stuff like there will be some rebuilding that happens, but mm-hmm. this is not unusual here. You guys know how to hunker down. You know how to stay safe. Yeah, uh, your hut isn't like collapsing but you're like ooh <laughs> I might have to I might have to do some maintenance on my hut but you think it could probably be a decent place to to hunker down 
is it so bad that it would be better to hunker down here or try to make it back to the village? I feel like it's a dicey prospect either way. Because, mm-hmm. like, you get back to the village, you get to an actual home mm-hmm. that has the, you know... Proper weathering stuff. Yeah. Um, but that means you walking through this. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to your hut. It might make it. It might not. But it also has all your shit in there. Yeah. I mean, I think that stuff is kind of... If it's a hurricane coming through, yeah, it won't be secured. But as long as it's not that level, I think it'd be relatively secured. Yeah. Uh, what would you do? He is very much torn. So I'm not entirely certain. I think he'll go for his hut. Get the stuff he tossed up on the beach and head for the hut. Okay. You head for the hut. You you stash the stuff away. Mm-hmm. You you get ready to to just I imagine hunker down for a bit here. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Make a perception check. Oh, that's much better. That's an eighteen. Oh, you also hear it before you see it. Okay. You hear something around the storm? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. That's why it would have been harder for you, but you rolled p- quite well. Um, Couldn't give me that for finding stuff down there, could you, Dice? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> uh, for uh, listeners, Artemis just pat-pat the dice. Um, <laughs> I-, I can't make this set mad at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Damn it. <laughs> you, uh. You hear an odd noise. It's like this weird. It's almost like a stomach grumbling. Okay. Just. Like a. Like a indigestion stomach. <laughs> <laughs> like that weird gurgle noise. Yeah. Um. And then against your um, your hut, you just start hearing a thump, thump, thump. And it's not like you've been hearing some thumps from mm-hmm. the storm, but this is not in time with the storm. Right. I feel like he probably has one window. That would be it because it's not really meant yeah. for things like living in it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's slept many times out there lately, but yeah, not really. So yeah, I think he kind of checked the window, see what if he can see anything. You do indeed see something. You see a few things. Oh, good. Uh, you see that your hut is quite surrounded by these black kind of dripping wet and not in the being rained on way but like almost made of goo way um gross yeah 
and they one of them is just slamming itself against the door as if trying to break it open and looking from inside mm-hmm. it's close like to it's breaking cl- it uh-huh. and you was your hut is surrounded there are a lot of these things oh joy and you have never like you've seen some you know you you know your basic predators that are around here mm-hmm. these are not one of them Okay. Are they all concentrated at the door? Like focused? They they are completely around the um the hut. Okay. But is it seems like their focus is more towards the door? Yes, they they do like they're all around the surrounding it, but like they seem to be focusing on getting in through the door. Yes. But like there's one like you kind of peek out the window and actually you know what? Let me check. Let me check if they spot you. Oh, okay. It's rainy. It's dark. I'm dark, you know. Yeah, but that's a 19 on the die. God damn it. Um, So you kind of pop your head out. And I feel like maybe you just linger a little too long because you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> you know, just like. <laughs> oh, no. No, what happens? It's bioluminescent starts. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly at the window, he's like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. They, they just turn and they immediately lunge at you. And they, it's almost like they realize there is a window. So oh, they all goody. start scrambling to get in. I mean, the window would be like shut. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they realize now that there's a window. And so they're all like a lot of them are scrambling. So there's like a door, a window. They're at your two exit points now. God damn it. Uh, are they more focused on the window now than the door? No, equal. Okay. Is it just one bashing against the door? Currently, there's only one bashing, and then there's like some like waiting behind them, like yeah, bro, bash that door. <laughs> <laughs> They're just being as hype men. Yeah, you will, dude. <laughs> you do a great job. <laughs> I believe in you, Danny. <laughs> Danny, you're gonna break my door. Come on. <laughs> All right. His thought is stupid, but what he wants to do. <laughs> God damn it. Already, you're not even a leveled character, and you're already going shenanigan time. <laughs> I mean, of the choices he has. Like... That's fair. He is kind of fucked. Yeah. Hey, gonna watch, get a sense of the timing. Go to the door, and as that creature is running up to hit, open the door so it just fucking runs into the building, um, hopefully by surprise, not realizing the door is going to open right then. So at that moment, he can then dart out as well. That is a stupid but also good <laughs> plan. Like, it's the best he's got. Kind of. Yeah, I don't know what else he's supposed to do. So yeah, you open the door and it works just as you plan. The problem is there's a bunch of ones behind him that weren't. Yeah. Bolting. That's why he was hoping to go along the one that was running path, you know, where they left that empty space. Because, it, you know, it backs up and keeps going back, yeah. you know. I'm going to say at least one gets a swipe at you. Okay. Thirteen? Yes. 
I be squishy commoner. <laughs> you be squishy commoner. Also, I was diving. It's not like I'm wearing armor. <laughs> hey, let me go dive in the storm in my armor. That totally won't kill me. <sighs> not quite that stupid. Alright, so you take four slashing damage. Ow. And then I need you to make me a con save. Okay. Oh, hey, that's a 19 on the dice. Hey! So you feel something in you, like your muscles start to tighten up. Mm-hmm. But you manage to, you know, kind of shake it off. Um, and you keep and you keep running. Mm-hmm. The adrenaline kind of overpowers that tightening and just whoosh, keeps yeah. going. Um, and they're on you. They're yeah. immediately like, oh, there goes the prey. Let's chase it. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost, it's strange because like, if these were just normal predators heading into town, there's a lot of prey for them there. Mm-hmm. They're focused on you. Yeah. I think his first thought was to run back into the ocean. But with it storming, that's going to be suicidal. So I think he ran to the like the beach, then went, yeah, that's not good. And then, you know, 90 degree turn going along the beach now more towards the town. Yeah. Um, so you start heading towards the town. Maybe in the back of your mind, like, I don't want to lead them to the town, but there's really no place else to lead them. Um, yeah, I think he's hoping that, if he can leave them behind, he can make a more direct route to the town. Yeah. But if they're keeping pace with him, it's it's still in town direction, but like, ah, shit, I'm not leaving them behind. I need a different plan. Yeah. Well, luckily, uh-huh. a plan quite literally pops out of nowhere. He, You see this pure white tiefling man with these dark blue markings on him. And he looks around and he goes, sorry, I'm late. Or maybe I'm not. Um, I don't have a lot of time to explain, Zealous. Uh, take my hand and we need to get out of here. Who the hell are you? My name is Caxus and I'm here to save your life. I'm not going to take your hand, but let's go. No, take my hand. <laughs> okay, he'll take his hand. <laughs> and then you're not there anymore. Okay. You're in... An old, kind of musty building. Not, like, gross musty, but just, like, you can tell it's old. It's filled with books. It's, it's like, it's not not taken care of, but it's clearly not, like, super lived in. Like, mm-hmm. you, you get what I'm, I'm describing here? I think so. Um, and he goes, okay, okay, um, I don't have a lot of time to explain. You're not the only one in danger. Um, yeah, but- those things are going to go to my, t- my village. They won't. They won't. They're, they're after you. Once you're gone, they'll disperse. They'll, they'll start looking again. How do you know? I, there was a bunch of them. Because you have something in you that calls to the... I can't explain... You see that stone over there? And he points to like this really ancient looking uh, pedestal stone-like structure that has like runes curved in it and mm-hmm. jewels embedded in it. He's like, I need you to go step on that. Why? 
to go safe. Okay. Um, I need... If you step on that, it will unlock something that will make it easier to defend against those things. I can't... I really don't have time for the whole lecture right now. And you kind of hear in the distance, you hear banging on a door. <sighs> that would be Vocaine. He's awake. Okay. What? You're not the only person I've saved, and I need to save more people. Okay, what do you want me to do? Step on the stone, please. Do you realize how much this sounds like it's just going to kill me, right? I promise it won't kill you. <laughs> I, I guess he goes. And I, I feel like there's like a bit of a moment of like, did I trust this guy? Is so like an insight? Yes, go ahead, insight. Well, that's a 12. Okay, he looks very earnest. He looks worried. He he looks... Panicked isn't the word. He looks like a man who thought this day would never come and it's come. Oh, that's not reassuring. Um, At least not in his lifetime and it's come. And he's doing his best. And he earnestly, when he's saying, like, this will protect you, I want to protect you. Mm-hmm. He means that. Okay. Yeah, I guess Zealous will kind of walk over to the stone and... You said he has to step on it? Yeah, just stand on it. Kind of hesitantly puts a foot on it when he doesn't immediately explode. Because I'm assuming he doesn't immediately explode. You know what? Actually, no. <laughs> he does not immediately explode. And we'll put the second foot on it. Yeah. You stand there for a moment and then you feel this energy, energy entering you. Um... <laughs> Uh, and you you feel that damage done to you before you feel it kind of... Which, yeah, by the way, that knocked me down to half <laughs> with my pathetic commoner health. You you feel it kind of filling you, and it's it's like warm, and it's comforting, and afterwards you feel different. You feel like a power in you that you've never felt before. And he's like, okay, I have a room for you. You're going to have to stay in it for a bit. Why? Because I don't have time. There is a man's life who is at stake right now. The same as you. There will be creatures going after him. Okay, then go help him. Why don't you have to make me sit in a room? Fine, then sit here. In, in, in here. Just don't move. And... Hopefully, Vocaine will wear himself out. Just stay safe. Okay. Yes. The the person banging is severely injured and should be sleeping. So hopefully, he'll go back to sleep. The expression Zealous is giving this guy right now. I'm so sorry. I wish I could have given you a better speech. I will give you a better later. I have to go. You'll be safe here. They can't find you here. Okay. Okay. And then he just disappears. And you're left sitting there wondering. No, he's gonna go to the banging door! (laughs) Go to the banging door! Okay, you go to the banging door, and I think we'll leave that there! Cody, what does your character look like? Egan is a Leonin. He's about six foot five. He's got that classic kind of goldenrod tan fur all over him with a nice 
medium brown mane that's fluffy but not too long. And then he wears these kind of high-waisted brown pants and a cream tunic that he normally has the sleeves kind of rolled up out of the way for work. And he has a nice medium green to dark green kind of ombre sleeveless tunic coat i guess yeah long vest i don't know it 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 doesn't have sleeves and it goes to about his knees and um then he just has kind of wraps around his feet because shoes aren't really made for the kind of large feline feet he has egan yes you're on the road Mm -hmm. this is a travel you've made Many a time. Mm-hmm. You're going to the port city of Koath. Um, Can you spell that, please? C-U-R-A-T-H. It's very hard making up spellings to made-up words you just made up. <laughs> it's fair, but I'm going to make you do it every time. You should know that when I take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a track you make often, um, kind of track that, uh, starts in Lower Sabas and then goes up to the coast, um, and it, you kind of pick up merchants and, and guild members along the way, uh, because you're all going to get supplies or to sell things or things like that. Um, so there's a few people from, from your town that you know, um, including your best friend, Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few people from, like, neighboring towns that you don't know, know but you know from this. You know from this travel They're that you do. familiar faces, even yeah. if I don't talk to them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you just... You're on the road, and uh, Mr. Barkley, who is a uh, local uh, jewelry maker in your town, um, had just got on Drake for being Drake, essentially. <laughs> uh-huh. So he's kind of by you pouting at the moment. He's like, I was just making some jokes. You know he's not a humorous man. What? It is a long trip, Egan. I'm aware. Jokes are needed. Not for him. I think he dies a little inside every time he hears a joke. He's not allowed to have fun, you know that. (sighs) Poor man's wife. (laughs) I feel so sorry for that woman. She's a little c- coarse herself, though. That's true. Match made in hell. Mm-hmm. Hell doesn't exist, but yes. Oh, crap! <laughs> <laughs> Match made in oblivion? That's what I used last time. <laughs> Match made in oblivion. You know, little Egan was disappointed he couldn't come with. I know. He's your apprentice, after all. I'm aware, but he's barely big enough to be working in the shop, much less traveling to another city. 
I don't disagree. However, as his father, I'm going to let you take the bad guy points. And that's fine, but he will be spending the time I'm away with my mother and father, learning other things. That's, that is fair. I did try to make him see that. He just thought that you weren't treating him as a proper apprentice. I am. He's just not old enough to just start all of that yet. Again, he hasn't even had his hand on any of the tools yet. Just knows what they do. Still, you'll you'll have to make it up to him. Well, you know I will, and Zara will be there to keep him company. Oh, he'll probably forget about you in an hour if Zara's there. Exactly. You you continue along. I imagine making small talk with either Drake or mm-hmm. some of the or others. The apparent not... my mother's fucking competition from town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's nowhere near as good. Well, obviously, your your mother does like fine jewel. He does kind of like gaudy. Mm-hmm. Like he gets business because your mother doesn't do that kind of work it's, she does it's for the people that are like i need to prove my wealth and standing so i need the biggest shiniest thing in the world not the fine more sentimental more detailed work that yes layla there we go that's my mom's name that layla does <laughs> yes um so like they don't step on on toes mm. really um if anything, your mother probably, if someone comes to her wanting something like that, she points them Mr. Buckley's way. Probably. I don't know if it's vice versa, as we said not, that but... Mr. Buckley is a shitty man. But... <laughs> just just an unhumorous man. Just a crusty old man. <laughs> just a crusty old man. Uh, but yeah, there are other people. There's like... You know, Drake's going there for, like, construction, both for supplies and for, like, a job mm-hmm. um, to, to help out. Because, you know, when you live in a town that's not like, oh, everybody knows everybody, not that. But, like, it's not huge. There's not always a ton of construction for him. Mm-hmm. So he has to go to neighboring towns. And when he goes to a bigger city, you know, more jobs. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Uh, he's probably sharing your wagon. Um, assuming you're okay with that. Of course he's okay with his bestie sharing his wagon. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few others. There's a woman named Mona from another town. Um, she, uh, sells linens and does some sewing and, and things like that. She's going to go get cloth and also sell her wares in a bigger city always good to have that opportunity and and mona's just a lovely woman Mm -hmm. you know she's always someone you you enjoy having on these trips um she has a sense of humor which is good for drake if nothing (laughs) which is good for drake um (laughs) and uh she always kind of brings like little goodies along Mm -hmm. um so instead of just being stuck with like your base rations um, when you guys stop for the night, you at least have a nice little dessert of, like, cookies or something. Mm-hmm. So Mo- Mona's good folk. We like Mona. 
We like Mona. Not a fan of Mr. Buckley, but we like Mona. Not a fan of Mr. Buckley. <laughs> um, but you've been on the road now for maybe about half the time uh, that it takes. With all your stops, I feel like this is easily a a month to a month and a half trip. It kind of depends, you know? But because you're stopping and picking up fellow caravanners, mm-hmm. it, it takes some time. Um, but again, it's the safest way to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, could you... It is the morning. Everyone's packing up. And mm-hmm. could you make me a perception check? Maybe. Ooh, a 16. A 16. So you're packing up um, supplies from camping and getting ready to go. Drake's already sitting on the way again. Um, and you're about to get in when you hear um, growling and... It's howling, but not the sort of wolf howl you'd expect. It's it's this serrated almost howl. Like it sounds like it's being ripped from from uh, vocal cords almost. It doesn't sound right. And in the distance, you see this sort of shifting um oozy the the best way like venom mm-hmm. kind of sort of oozing and and moving um pack of wolves that are quite big mm-hmm. and they are running straight for the caravan I imagine with a caravan this big and a bunch of people that make this trip fairly regularly, they have kind of call signs of impending. So he probably like gives this really loud whistle that's known to be like, hey, there's danger coming. Prepare accordingly because they're all merchants. Most of like some probably hire guards to a degree, but they're all just, you know, city folk just trying to make their living. But it definitely to to draw attention to the incoming danger yeah and there's there's a few people who like they take out weapons they have things that defend themselves like you know drake has uh probably made by by drunk yeah yeah a a short sword um he's not the best with it but he is not the worst with it Mm -hmm. um you know, a few of the others take out clubs, and then there are others who are just like, we're not good with weapons, we're going into weight. And I feel like it's understood on the caravan that, like, okay, if you maybe don't have, like, a big wagon that you can, like, duck into, you're allowed to go into, like, other people's wagons. Yeah, it's a it's a survival of the group over every man for himself when it comes to yeah. stuff like this. So, like... Especially from animals or beasts or something. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Buckley just goes straight into his wagon, mm-hmm. like, seals it up. Mona ducks into yours. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do? I mean, at first, he probably just kind of does a scan of the group to make sure, like, the older folk, folk or if some do have 
younger children with them to make sure they're somewhere safe. He does pull out his dagger just in case, but he's more focused on making sure other people are safe if they need help getting closed up in anything or securing their goods kind of stuff. There are definitely people who, you know, they're they're trying... um, because it's a little chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, no one was prepared for this. Some people are still waking up. Some people are still packing up. Kind of yeah. everything's everywhere. It's not we can just get in our wagons and start running, yeah. heading out. Exactly. So you you see um, a young teen who this was like his first time doing anything. He's, he's scrambling. He doesn't know what to do in this situation. And you mm-hmm. can tell that. He's never had to deal with this. So at that, Egan probably, like, goes over to him and, like, claps a hand on his shoulders. Just get in your wagon and stay safe. I, I don't... It's Shouldn't right. I help? I, I know how, 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 how to use, use a bow. I, I can... I, 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 I can help, I think. If you think you can use your bow, do it from the opening of your wagon. But if things get hairy, close yourself in. Focus on keeping yourself safe, all right? Okay, okay. Um, and, and he runs and he, he gets in a wagon. Um, and I feel like Egan is like, obviously not patting himself in the back way, but like, he's a wise man. He knows he just saved that kid's life. Yeah. That's, that's a, I'm going to let you feel like you're being helpful, but I am saving your life, whether you know it or not. (laughs) Um, yeah, you, you hear, you hear Drake just go, aspects above. What are those things? Um, Because they're getting closer and they're more and more like these are not natural beings. Mm -hmm. So he probably heads back over to Drake and like trying to get a better look as well of and just we need to shore up. I'm not sure what those are either and I'm not sure if we can fight them. They they look like wolves but but not but like ink spills. Pink spells, yes. That um he go he he also looks around kind of making sure um mo- most everyone is either getting safe or is safe mm-hmm. at this point. Um luckily the people who cannot fight or will not fight. Mm-hmm. Which you- is understandable that there are some that can't and won't because they're not going to help more than hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're all locked away. Um, you and maybe like a handful of other people, uh, a young woman with a bow, um, is taking aim. Um, two men who seems to have been hired by someone, um, they don't look like elite guards, but, but that they've seen some kind of combat. Yeah. They're like the security guards. Mm Mm-hmm. Like they they know their shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then uh, one other um, young man with uh, with a club. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be who are out. Other people are like armed, but they're in the like in case like somehow they get in or you mm-hmm. know, they're more prepared to protect themselves, not try to protect the caravan. Exactly, you. You guys are the only ones probably staying out to protect mm-hmm. the others. Um, uh, 
and the the two who seem to have experience, they look a little like they have combat experience, but that doesn't mean they have strategy experience. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just look at each other and then just start running for the wolves. And Draco's, that seems like a bad idea. That's a very bad idea. Uh, you you see the young woman. She takes a good shot. She she gets one of the the ink spill wolves. Um, mm-hmm. And it the arrow seems to like absorb into it. Like it mm-hmm. it makes a a whimper again, grating like it's like being torn out of its throat. Mm-hmm. But it does see. It seems to hurt. It just it dissolves inside of it. That's not great. Drake again is like. they're they're like void incarnate should we just should we and then you see the two who ran up they they take some slashes and they the wolves pounce on them and they just rip out these guards throat good and they come straight and Egan make a perception check Soft 20. Hey, you noticed something in that moment. You're a perceptive guy. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you you noticed something in that moment. Probably because you're hyper aware right now. Like, you you don't know what these things are. You want to keep them safe. But right now you're like, should I even be yeah, out it's here? It's like, what is this? Should we just try to run even if we don't have all our shit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you notice... That they seem to have only attacked those guys because they got in their way. They got in their way. They are heading for you. They they don't seem interested in any of the caravan, in food, in other people. Like if they were, what they they take their meal, they go. Mm-hmm. No, they're heading straight for you. I think. When Egan realizes that, he starts to sidestep, kind of glances at Drake and says, we should split up. What? No, I'm not leaving you. Stay here. And and he starts to move away from Drake. And if the wolves get close enough to him, and by close enough, I believe, I mean by, I believe, within 10 feet, he is going to attempt to use his daunting roar. That's fair. Um... Which Make a it? persuasion check on Drake, though. Your bestie isn't just gonna. That's a seven. I'm perceptive, not persuasive. <laughs> uh, yeah, you step away and Drake Drake is following. One of us needs to make it back to Egan and Zara. What? Why does it get to be me? Because it seems like they're focusing in on me. I don't know why, and I don't know what's happening. But if they're focused on me, they need to be focused on me. And then he just starts fucking running. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said about the the one thing that no persuasion role <laughs> needed. He he starts getting the caravan up. Like if you're getting them away, which you are, mm-hmm. he's going to get the caravan to safety. Like stop heading towards the fucking city. Like that's gone. We're going home, guys. This mm-hmm. is, um, 
at least people who are willing. Mm-hmm. Others are like, oh, they're chasing that guy? Okay, cool. And they just go forward, which is fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're chasing you. And I think... I assume Egan's first thing is getting them as far as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just starts running in the complete opposite direction of the caravan. And letting them chase him as far as he can. Yeah. Um, which... They do, and then eventually, um, probably because, again, you're a commoner. Mm-hmm. You don't run this far this long for... I don't, I don't run. <laughs> uh, they do get close enough for you mm-hmm. to use the Dantinoa. So, yeah, he'll he'll skid and turn to face them and let out this deep, bellowing roar. And then I believe it's a constitution save on their thing. Not that it'll do him much except earn him some time because they'll be afraid of him for a turn if they fail, which I doubt they will. What's the DC? Ten. Two of five fail. So they're afraid of you. How many are there? Five. Okay, cool. So yeah, that just uh, that, that, and that only lasts for a round. So that earns me six seconds from two of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of them is just going to lunge. Um, Fair enough. If he can, Egan will kind of just be dagger first. If it pounces on him, that's running into the dagger. Absolutely. I'll allow that. So it'll do damage to you, but you can roll damage on the dagger. Just roll damage. Don't worry about hitting. Don't worry about hitting because it does not care. Yeah. Well, that's a 19 on the die. Yeah, that fucking hits. I'm gonna die. You take 15 damage. I'm down. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just down. (laughs) That was three shy of an instant kill. (laughs) I pulled max damage. Um... It'll be great to already just start the second character when I already have all this <laughs> shit for Egan. <laughs> um, so you're going down. Uh, life flashing before eyes. You see Chandra. You see Zara. You see your parents. You see Drake. Um, classic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see a bright light because there is no heaven or hell. There is an afterlife, a- I'm yeah. sure. Just- there, is. there is only, you know... Oblivion and whatever comes next. Mm-hmm. Um, who's to say what that is? Mm-hmm. And in between that, you feel hands grip you. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. oh, right. yeah. No, this is this is bad. Okay. Um, and you feel something at your lips, mm-hmm. and someone massaging your throat, <laughs> and you take. Is this worse than something in Dream? (laughs) (laughs) You get your max health back. You get nine HP back. Thank you. And as you kind of come to, (laughs) after a health potion has been forced down your throat, Mm -hmm. um, you feel yourself like lurching and you're suddenly not where you were. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, just kind of a. <gasps> Are you okay? Yeah, Are you okay? That's a subjective question. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I know. Um, where, where, where am I? You're what, what somewhere happened? safe that they can't track you here. Um, I, I need you. Come, come here, and he kind of gently takes you your hand, mm-hmm. helps you up. Um, and he's a little dazed and confused. Yeah, so yeah, he's just kind of going with the motions. And he guides you over to the stone, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you feel instantly. You feel this, this vigor and this energy enter you, and something changes fundamentally about you. Um. You have no idea what the fuck that No idea was. what the it fuck's felt, going on. It felt good. <laughs> God damn it. It felt warm and comforting. It didn't feel like a bad thing. <laughs> you, you made the mistake of saying you feel something entering you once and we're never going to let it go. Or I'm never going to let it go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I'm it. only a little sorry. <laughs> um, but you do feel revitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, you then he's like, wait a minute, says no. Zealot. Oh, um, Egan, I know a lot is going on. Um, I have to find the other two. Other two. There were others being hunted like you, and then I promise I'll explain everything. I would hope so. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Roll for Focus from Campaign One Ouroboros. This episode was edited by Cody. Transcriptions are by Artemis. Character art is by Miajik, also known as Fiesta TB. She can be found at linktree slash Miajik. That's M-E-D-E-K-H. You can visit us at rollforfocus.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and TikTok at Roll for Focus. If you want to do more to support us, for as little as $1 a month, you can join our Patreon, Roll for Focus Podcast. Get exclusive looks at character sheets, ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, monthly extra content, give fan submissions for names or items, shoutouts at the end of the episodes, and more. You feel something else entering you. <laughs> An energy, not, not something phallic. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.